Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Something great is going to happen in our lives. Mark eleven twenty-three. It's the word of God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith praise the lord i am speaking to you about dissolving doubts part three please Take your seats. Jesus was on a journey with his disciples and he saw a fig tree. Fig tree looked very appealing and looked resembled a fruitful fig, but it didn't assemble the fruit. So Jesus being hung at God near and said, You can't deceive me like that. So Jesus spoke and said, you will not bear fruit again. And from that time, the next time when they passed by around that area, the fig tree had died. So the disciples told him, Master, the tree you cursed is dead. To them, he cursed the tree. To him, he spoke to the tree. And Jesus said to them that, What you have seen me exhibit here is not unique to my person. That whosoever, anyone at all, who has faith and will not mix it with doubt can see the same result, move mountains and cast them into the sea. Now, moving mountains and casting them into the sea has to do with flowing in the power of God. It has to do with operating or utilizing the power of God that is within you, the anointing of God that is available unto you. He said that whosoever shall believe and not doubt in his heart, will be able to say to this mountain that you have a capacity to move things in the spirit, to shift things in the spirit. There is a divine ability that has been given to you and I to move mountains, to cast them into the sea. That is flowing with the spirit, flowing in the spirit, flowing with the power of God. So we have that ability in us because the Holy Spirit is in us. And that ability comes alive because we believe, we have faith 
and we believe in God. He says, if you will believe and not doubt in your heart. So there is something called a doubting heart. And that doubting heart, what it does to you is to make sure that you are not able to flow in the spirit. You are not able to do what? Flow in the spirit. For instance, there are many people who ask me, how do you see visions? How do you hear the voice of God? I believe God speaks to every child of God. Romans 8, 14 talks about the fact that as many that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Every child of God that has the Holy Spirit has also the capacity or the ability to hear from God and to see from God. The reason why many will not hear and many will not see. Seeing they will see, but they will not see. (laughs) Hearing they will hear, but they will not hear. The reason is because people doubt. And when they doubt, their hearts become wax gross. That's what the Bible said, hardened. So the doubt, some people, the fear, the calling is there. Even beyond the fact that everyone with the Holy Spirit in them can hear God and can see from God. There are some who have been called into certain offices and certain giftings have been given unto them. One of the reasons why they are unable to flow in those offices or with those giftings is because they have a doubting heart. I'm showing you something. A doubting heart makes sure you underutilize the flow of the spirit in your life. And the things that heaven has imposed a duty on you to be able to change because you are a child of God, you are unable to change them because you are doubting. And a doubting heart will be waiting for God to move something when they have the ability to move it. Are you here at all? And if it's a gift of the spirit, you will not be able to flow because you doubt. How about if I, I, I say he's called Mansa and he says he's called, he's, he's called Majwa. So I'm just taking my time to explain to you. A doubting heart will not make you flow in a grace God has given you. The grace of speaking to the mountain. Moving the mountain, shifting things. With a doubting heart, you lack that ability. Even though you have that ability, you lack the impetus to flow in that ability to ensure that the expected result that heaven has put on you or heaven has really assigned to your life comes to pass. You, you, you limit yourself from getting there. So a doubting heart will not allow you to flow. And this scripture makes us understand that doubt is one of two options the heart has. Every heart will have two options. One will be the option of doubting. The other will be the option of believing. At any time, T, if you will say to this mountain, you will not doubt and believe. You will not doubt but believe. You, please look at the scripture. You will not doubt but believe. But it says that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. 
and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. So it is not, it is not both. It is either or. You say, if you will not doubt, but, so there's a clear east and west. Either you are doubting or you are believing. Are you here now? So that heart, that doubt, doesn't believe at that moment. And the heart that believes at that moment refuses to doubt at that moment. It's a very powerful thing. And when you believe, you can flow in the spirit. (laughs) Many people got caught up. Sometimes they say it's a stage fright. Really, it's not a stage fright. It's, It's disbelief. Most of the time, you are doubting that you have what it takes to do what you have been called to do. You are doubting that you'll be able to deal with the thing. Even though you are prepared, you still have some doubt that makes you to freeze some way, somehow. Uh, what is stage fright? Human beings are human beings. It has nothing to do with people who are there. It has everything to do with you. That you are prepared, but you refuse to deliver the way you are supposed to deliver. And then you, you, we have a nice name for it. Stage fright. Stage phobia. Yeah. So we either doubt or believe with our heart. Is Doubt is one of the options. If marriage comes into your mind, one of the options will be doubting whether you will be successful or believing I'll be successful. The, the doubt will be there and the belief will be there. If it's a business, the doubt will be there and the belief. And the heart has to choose one. Hey. The heart doesn't choose a middle. <laughs> it chooses one. If there is a project, the heart will choose to believe that I will get it. Or will choose to doubt that I'm not able to get it. Some people are married, but they don't believe that their spouses can love them. They don't believe that they are fine enough. Yeah, yeah, they doubt it. There are some people when you tell them they're fine, they doubt it. There are some people when you tell them they are going to make it, they doubt it. And there are some when you tell them they won't make it, they would doubt you by believing that they can make it. (laughs) They believe so much they can make it that even when they are failing, they believe they can make it and they do make it. Because their heart has accepted that they are going to make it. And they believe so much in it that nothing can spoil their mind. So, when a doubting heart is unable to flow, I'm just showing you a sequence. It will give birth to a doubting mind. It will give birth to what? A doubting heart will give birth to a doubting mind. That's what the Bible says that guard your heart. Because out of it comes the design of issues, conditions, circumstances, situations 
for the various parts of your body, of your being, of your system, of your destiny. So when you build a doubting heart, you cannot have a believing mind. For as a man thinketh in his heart, there's a way your heart will think for your mind. There's a way that (laughs) when your heart catches the virus of doubt, your mind cannot have the legs to stand for faith. That's why some people can use their mind to tell you that we are going to get the thing, but their heart has already condemned them. So they are with you, but they are not with you. Head is with you. Heart is far away from you. And the danger is that The mind cannot do so much more when the heart has condemned it. Why? Because the virtue is not in the mind. The virtue is in the heart. The virtue is where? The Bible makes us understand that when Samuel was going to anoint David in his father's house, he saw nice guys. And he was, you know, deceived into thinking that niceness is equal, qualifies someone to receive an anointing. Then the Lord said, human beings look at the facade. But God, when he wants to anoint, he looks at the way, the heart. That means that it doesn't take even your prayer life to be anointed. It takes your heart to be anointed. So to be anointed, your heart must be in a good condition. Because the anointing will not go on your mind. The anointing will go on your heart. And that's why the Bible even talks about the fact that where your heart is, that is where the treasure, good treasure of man, treasure of God, will go. And anointing is one of the treasures of God. And it doesn't appeal to your mind. It goes to your heart. So, when your heart is a doubting heart, I doubt I can ever walk in the prophetic. You you can't. It's not possible because your heart is not attracting the anointing. I'm saying something here. So, when the heart is not conditioned with faith to receive something, the mind can be talking. That's why the Lord says something. He says that these people, they worship me with their lips. But their heart is far away. So your heart can be far away from your lips. It can be far away from your mind. It can be far away from your hand. Is God talking to somebody here at all? But the mind can be saying nice things. But the real thing the mind is saying is what the heart has programmed it. That's why... People say things that are politically correct, but there's no power in it. Why? Because their heart is not in the matter. We will cure corruption. That's what the mouth and the mind have said. But the heart is a criminal. So there is no power. You see that the institutions that steal, nothing moves them. Because the power doesn't come from the mouth. It doesn't come from the mind. The power comes from the heart. You will see that when a man believes in a fight for corruption, even when he has not started moving, everybody is shaping. Because the heart can send the signal right there. 
Are you here at all? That is why things that are caught, things that are taught, they are taught from the mind and the mouth. But for things to be caught, it has to be from the heart. That's why your heart must meet my heart. God will give the heart of the children to the fathers. And the heart of the fathers to the children before there can be a transfer of blessing. And that's where the signals. So when someone says, I love you. And the person has traveled and there's a matter at home. The, the spouse left behind can make a decision because there is a magnetic connection between their hearts. But if their hearts are not connected, you see that the decision making will also have a deviation. I'm saying it because you won't love with your mind. You have to love first of all with your heart. I'm saying something. You think I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying, I'm saying something. It's not too far away from Valentine. It's still February. So, a doubting heart will produce a doubting mind. Luke chapter 12, verse number 29. Luke 12, 29. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Praise God. In Luke chapter 12, verse 29. Look at what the Bible said. And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind and I've taught you about a doubtful heart it will not make you to function well it will not make you to flow your system cannot work well but a doubtful heart when it gives way to a doubtful mind the mind is, is different the deficiency of the doubtful mind is different from that of the doubtful heart and you will not know except the Lord helps a man to teach you what is the deficiency of a doubtful mind? The deficiency of a doubtful mind has to do with struggling to believe in the power of God. To receive what birds have received for free. Grass has received for free. Provisions that are available, automated, by God's own sovereign power. He's made daily provisions for his children. For beds, for grass of the field. And the doubtful mind is seeking because he doesn't believe that the power of God has made that provision. Watch it. Watch it. The doubtful mind contemplates God's power to provide. On the other hand, the doubtful heart will block you from your system flowing in God so that things that you are able to do, you are not able to do. But the doubtful mind blocks you from receiving from God. There is one that blocks you from receiving. There is one that blocks you from doing. So the one that blocks you from doing is the doubtful heart. The one that blocks you from receiving what has been given you is a doubtful mind. 
So the doubtful mind is like a lazy man. The, the, he says there is a, a killer by the roadside, so he won't go. But there is gold actually there, not a killer. So God has given you marriage. The doubtful heart will not believe they are set or cut or designed for marriage. The doubtful mind will be told that I want to marry you and he doesn't believe the marriage will come. One doesn't believe that is designed to marry. That's a doubtful heart. The doubtful mind believes that I'm designed for marriage, but the marriage God will not give me. I'm taking 20 minutes to explain this. Because I'm going to learn how to slap demons first. Because nothing limits God's power in a man's life than doubt. Many of the things that we put at the doorstep of the devil, devil has no idea about what happened. Is innocent. What really happened is doubt. What happened is what? What happened is that doubt took over. And when doubt takes over, it just keeps you at one place, destroys you mechanically, and destroys you in terms of your ability to believe that what has been supplied you is, is coming to you. Bad people have gone for their own. But the man is worrying. And the Lord said in the next verse, he said, these things, the people of the world, they don't need to pray. He said, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. That's it. Unbelievers don't pray to get the things you are struggling for. And the reason why you are, you're, you are what you are is because of the way you think. So a doubtful mind will make a believer operate lower in quality than an unbeliever. That's a doubtful mind. When the unbeliever has taken and has run away, the believer will be asking, did they share something here? (laughs) Did they share something here? That's why some unbelievers will marry some nice guys. Yeah, because a doubtful man, I said there was a sister here, a nice brother proposed to the sister. She said, no, 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 no. It's a lie. I'm dreaming. It's a lie. It's not possible. It's not possible for God to even bring this kind of a man into my life. Hey, hey, you are lying to me. Go away. That's how, that's how he lost the man. That's a doubtful mind. Is God talking to someone here at all? <laughs> it's a mystery. So, that, that, may God banish it out of our system in Jesus' name. Oh, this man, faith will take over in Jesus' mighty name. So, this is too powerful. In Romans chapter 14, verse 1 to 3, the Bible begins to, Apostle Paul begins to tell us that the doubtful heart combined with the doubtful mind is going to just destroy the believer. 
Romans chapter 14, verse number 1. Look at what the Bible said. Him that is weak in the faith. Just take your time and realize that he's talking about a particular person. And that particular person is what? Weak in the what? In the faith. He said that person do what? Receive ye. But not to doubtful disputations. That's receive the one that is weak in faith. But not don't receive the one that is into doubtful disputations. It's a, it's a major thing there. Verse number two says that for one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak. And that the one who is weak is talking about weak in what? In faith. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God has received him. So what is the Bible trying to say? The Bible is trying to say that you will see that the scripture in verse 1 is talking about him that is weak in faith, receive him. But not to this doubtful disputation. So, there is something the Bible is trying to tell us. And that is, doubt is lower than being weak in faith. A person can be weak in faith. That's his drop down. When it comes to faith. But that person who is weak in faith is still higher than the one who thinks he has faith but is in doubt. That's why a doubtful person is lower than one who is weak in faith. Why? Because doubt creates unnecessary Arguments here he uses the word disputations, and the dispute is coming or emanating from the place of doubt. That place that says that when you eat certain things, you are being defiled, and uh, so he doubts that he can maintain his holiness or purity by eating. Another also feels like, look, I don't doubt. God has given us all things. Let's chop and go. Let's eat this thing. And thank God for it. <laughs> Are you here at all? So when you see people saying that pig or pork meat would defile somebody. It's not Bible. Never in the Bible. Bible has never written about it. The reason why it is so is because people doubt. That's the only reason. That's why that argument is there. And the argument basically is there because people believe that a pancake in your hand that has 
That a demon entered. I don't know what they use for flour. What do they? Wheat is what they use for flour. That's a demon entered the wheat farm. So every bread on the table is defiled. That Jesus sent legion of demons into a flock of pigs is the reason why every pork meat is defiled. I'm saying that that argument says that if your farm is situated in a village where there is an idol, any product from that village is defiled. And where I, where I, I eat pork, I want to eat mampam, dencham. I want, I'm a young man, stop this thing, what are you talking about? You see, you eat this thing, you see that this is God's creature. And the anointing has still been flowing. There is no doubt. But the reason why there are disputations is because, and the disputation said, but not to doubtful disputations. There are disputes that emanate as a result of what? Doubt. Some things can ensue in life because doubt is the foundation of the operation of someone. And same thing may be in the environment and may never become an issue to someone who has faith. And so, doubt is lower than being weak in faith. And the reason why we have to watch this is that doubt creates unnecessary arguments and prohibits us from receiving and enjoying the provisions of God. So you see that the things that people are saying they shouldn't eat. If you read down, they will say that the one who eats it, eh, it is God who has provided for him. And the reason why somebody is judging and arguing that they shouldn't eat is because they doubt that that is a provision from God. So, the doubt will give you disputations and that will prohibit you from entering into the promise, receiving the blessings that God has made available. Why? And there are people who will never be able to enter the promised land because of doubt. Like the 12 spies. 10 of them didn't enter because they doubted. But God had given them the land. Before they started the journey, the land had been promised them. But they doubted. So they didn't enter. And there were disputes. Don't you see the dispute? When they came, they told Moses, Hey! Not only Moses are we telling. The whole camp, everybody come and hear. We are going nowhere. The giants that are there, they are Bantiko. Man, try. We were in our own eyes like grasshoppers. And so were we in their eyes. 
we are dead. They said that these people, they have finished us. We, we are, as we are here, we are dead. That's doubt. It's, it prohibited them from entering into the land that had been promised them. And when Caleb and Joshua were trying to tell them that no, we are of a different spirit. We have faith. We believe that these people, number one, their covering has left them. They are bread for us. These people, they are not a match for our God. The people were disputing and wanted to stone them. That's a disputation. And that disputation arose because of what? That. There are guys here who have reached the realm of marriage. They, they are not marrying because of doubt. And, and let me tell you something. Any woman you see right now, when you marry them, they will be more beautiful than you married them. Except you, the man, you don't know how to draw. <laughs> the skin will be softer. The bones will be softer. More flexible. I'm, I'm saying something here. That business you are running around and running around in the sand. If you will not doubt and you will enter. It will be more profitable than us before you entered. Doubt is the reason why you are suffering to enter a land God has already given you. And those people, the ground opened and swallowed them. Because one of the things God hates. Is when he has given you something and doubt makes you to dispute and you begin to point accusing fingers at God. And you begin to accuse God, insult God and attack his power. God cannot take us to the land. What are you talking? The giant are there. God said, hey, even the rest here, I opened it. You people, you will go down. All that generation went down. Doubt. I'm telling you today, look, you better believe and die in your belief than doubt and live in, in, in misery. Are you here at all? Is God talking to somebody? Why, why, why are you quiet on me? Are you sure God is talking to you here? Someone asked me, Pastor, why are you that bold? I said, because I have faith. The righteous must be bold like a lion. Praise the Lord. You have to be bold. Why should I not be bold? A timid person is a doubting person. You are not sure who is with you. When you are sure of who is with you and the cargo that goes around you, the entourage of heaven with you, you won't be timid for any man. You'll be humble, but you'll not be timid. You'll be humble, but you'll not be what? I can't hear you. You'll be humble, but you'll not be what? Yes, now. So that's doubt. Disputations. You see that? You are arguing. This way it won't work. I'm telling you. And doubt can make you have conviction that looks like perfection. But once it's sponsored by doubt, it has misrode. It has missed what? Yes. Some people believe so much that if a surgical knife touches them, they will die.
So, a simple surgery that can give them relief for where? They will not, oh. They, my sister, his, my sister, her ex-husband, the guy came from, what country? Like, Denmark? Or, yeah. Is it Denmark? One of the countries like that. He lived with my sister. Big sister. The guy was there and the guy had a boil. Very big boil behind him at his back. The boy grew, the boil grew, grew, grew and covered half of the back. Yes. Started going to the spine. And as it enlarged, it got deeper. So, the family believed once something, something that they said that Ninchupompo, uh, the hospital they drove car, Nipanabeu. So they took her to one down there, one down there, one down there. Then some foolish prophetess came to say some nonsense and blah, blah, blah. So one day I went to the house and I saw the way the guy was moaning and groaning. And I told my sister, if you leave this guy here, he is going to die. And the guy's sister in Accra, this came close. She was bent on warning my sister, if you take my brother to hospital, me and you will not enter there. I told my sister, you will carry this guy to hospital. I called the doctor. This my sister is bringing the husband home. When they went, private hospital. The doctor just put the guy there. Cut, cut, cut. What they brought is two paint bucket. The, the, the nonsense inside the back of the guy. Everywhere infected. And when the guy recovered, after many antibiotics and whatever, whatever the thing had gone inside, he can see human being. Huh? When he recovered, the doctor told him that he should go and become a campaigner for the nonsense he used to believe before. That in Chupompoy and Fadi hospital he drunk. Nonsense. That kind of doubt almost took his life. He was dying and the hospital is not more than 500 meters from the house. Doubt can make you so close to the breakthrough but you will not assess it. It's a very dangerous matter. I cast it out of your life in the name of Jesus. Very dangerous matter. Doubt. Some people, no matter what you are telling them, the doubt is on ground. He hits it and bounces back. Today, God will dissolve that doubt in Jesus' name. I'm feeling, I'm feeling I should take my time with this doubt matter. It's like it's a major deliverance. Jesus Christ. So, that, that's it. He'll prohibit you from entering into things that are there for you. There are people who believe. You see, doubt is negative belief. Disbelief is believing in the wrong thing. But doubt is really negative. It's you believe, but you believe wrongly. So some people believe that, and that is a doubt, they can never be rich. Some people believe that whatever their hand touches, 
doesn't work. So they doubt that their business will ever grow. Yeah. Some people believe that any man or helper that comes into their lives leaves. And so, even when a helper is there, they are waiting for the time the helper will what? Leave. Because they doubt that a helper will stay. And so when the helper is saying that, oh, I'm here to stay, they doubt that the helper himself is honest and genuine. It's like, when are you going? <laughs> the man says, I love you. He says, I know you are. I know you are here to break my heart. I know. <laughs> it's like, your doubter is alive and awake. Hey, let every doubter in you die in the name of Jesus. Some people are not saying amen. They are suspect, but God will still help us. <laughs> Doubt is a major matter. Some people never believe that their spouse can change. It's, it's, a, it's a doubt. But some spouses have changed. You know, some foolish ones refuse to change. Some people even don't believe they can change. That's why they say that, as for me, this is how I am. They doubt their own change. Even dogs can be trained. Dog, dog, whoa, whoa, backing dog can be trained against their personality, their original nature. Hi! That, that you say, I am phlegmatic. I am this, I am that, I am that, I am that. This is how I am. And so because of that, I am operating in this nonsense. I, change your mind. Tell somebody, change your mind. Change, change your mind. Dogs have been changed. And Coco have been trained. Yes. Cat. Cat your body is in the same thing. On the way, saying to that, that anti on the way, horses, lions, wild animals have been trained and tamed. You, you cannot be trained and be tamed. You are your useless self, and you doubt that that your useless self can ever change. So you are there, and I say that. I mean, I know I can't stay with one woman. That doubt must leave you. It must what? Leave you. I'm saying something. Am I saying something? Are you sure I'm preaching? Some people don't believe they can stop stealing. That they will see something that is all there. Nobody said they look here, they look here, and they go. They don't believe it. Brother, believe that you can, you can, you can, you can avoid stealing. Believe it. <laughs> believe it. Encourage somebody by your side. Brother, you can do it. Sister, you can do it. Stop doubting. Stop doubting. You can do it. You can do it. Stop doubting. You can do it. Some people doubt they can never stop eating a particular food that disturbs them. <laughs> they doubt it. They doubt it. 
Some people doubt they can stop eating at certain times. Some people doubt they can stop using certain, you know, banned substances. People doubt they can stop the masturbation. The lesbianism. People doubt, but people who don't doubt, they just walk away. Yeah, the faith is the power. The doubt is the bondage. Yeah, the doubt is a bondage. The real bondage is a doubt. Oh, yes. Someone say doubt, out. I can't hear you. Say doubt, out, out, out. Last Sunday, I told you that when you go, where you put your head to sleep, on top of that, your head, write doubt, out. Anytime you sleep and open your eyes, you say doubt, out. Some years ago, I wrote in my bedroom, one of, I kind of think like a diamond. Yes, time is running out. See, my sense of agency is because I incubated that thing into my system. Doubt. Out. You are going to become, look, and greatness, they they don't have to write it on your body. It is a genetic makeup of the believer. Because you were born by a great God, greatness is already in you. And doubt will quench it. Faith will enable it. You need faith for that greatness to come out. May your greatness come out in the name of Jesus. There are some things I have to say, but I think I have to just stay here. Brother, no child of God has been created with curses and negativities about your life. You need to believe that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, the Lord has blessed, he said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's If you are in Christ, you are being blessed with all spiritual, now, I like that the Bible says spiritual blessings, it didn't say all blessings, Spiritual blessings mean that there are no spiritual curses in your life. That you are in another realm and that realm is called spiritual blessing realm. And you can't carry a spiritual blessing and a spiritual curse at the same time. Some things may be fooling around you, but you know you have not been cursed. I mean, are you, are you, even Adam was not cursed. Adam in his sin was not cursed. Oh, you mean him? Put it in. Genesis. Genesis, I don't know, it's chapter 3. Yeah, put chapter 3 there. When God is pronouncing the matter on them concerning the woman. Concerning the man, concerning the serpent, he just says some things to them. 
Brother, <laughs> be on the job, man. <laughs> All right, I'll get you the scripture so that maybe it will help someone, right? Genesis 3, verse 15. All right, let's do verse 14 so that you, you, you don't say, I, I, I jumped around. When I said the man was not kissed, somebody said, Somebody frowned to me and said, Hey, I'm losing a friend in the church. Church must be friendly, isn't it, Abena? It's nice. All right. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of what? Thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. 16. Unto the woman. So he's addressing who now? Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Did you see any case there? Did you see that? Okay, go back to the serpent. Let's read. 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art what? Direct. 16. Woman is there. Unto the woman he said, I will draw, draw some things around you, greatly multiply your sorrow. Thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Then he came back, 17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. Did he say cursed is Adam? No. Why don't you read the Bible? Open your eyes and read the Bible. Curse is a ground for thy sake. Chale ugad in the womb. He said, In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. 18. Tongues also, when you plant cocoa, you see incense will be coming there. <laughs> Are you here at all? Curse is your ground. You have misbehaved. I curse your ground. Go and suffer. That's why I say go. You eat from the sweat of, of thy labor. Just go and suffer small. But that God put a curse on the man. No. You just relax. Tell somebody relax, relax. <laughs> say even in the Old Testament. Even in the Old Testament. God, refused God refused to directly put a curse on the man. You you can come and tell me that, Pastor, I think I am cursed. Let that doubt leave your head. Let that doubt what? In Christ, you are spiritually blessed with all blessings. In Christ. Abba. And the reason why some people, when we pray with them, nothing works is because of the doubt. 
because the doubt cannot accommodate the provision of God. Doubt is a bucket that has been turned upside down. The container part has been shut. The part that doesn't have the ability to hold is the one showing. Hey, Doubt is a womb turned upside down. It cannot conceive. You are working against the wrong side. There are pastors who don't believe that. The area they find themselves, the church can grow. Not me. God forbid. What is in that area? If the devil is in that area, God will enter there. What are you talking? Are you sure you are here at all? Stop this thing. You are doubting. You are doubting. You are doubting. You know, even if your landlord put up on Chimbe at the foundation, when you enter there, Hey, a major God has entered that space. That a punching bear can be crying in other people's rooms, but not your room. Oh, not your room. No, 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 not your room. Cry for where? By the time that a punch you want to, a punch that's what bleed. Yeah, you are already snoring one big snore from the Holy Ghost. From that rest, he gives his beloved that and you know that there's a sound higher. You are the landlord, you are in charge. <laughs> Full of the anointing. Are you here at all? Kilado Zabradi Kalasa. Yes, now. Mr. Ibu Nakare will go to Bessia and Wompe Bessia, Okita Kavdak number. Bessia Kasiokita Kavdak number. And that's where they can snow. And when they snow, demons can run far. Witches go far. Snows can make demons run very far. Especially when you are prayerful. Hey! <laughs> Some people don't believe. You give your first fruit and you walk in doubt. Why? 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 You pay tithe and you walk in doubt because you, you, after paying your tithe and then your child got sick and in your mind, because he said, I will deliver you from the devourer. I will prevent the devourer. You th- look, if your child drinks Omo, the child must be sick. Possibly what God will do for you is to heal that child. And that's a deliverance. Because there are natural laws. There are spiritual laws. Social laws. Political laws. And that you pay tight does not mean that every single natural law should be suspended. Sometimes some will be suspended. But... <laughs> But God gives you power to overturn some things that unbelievers are sometimes unable to overturn. It's power. It's what? Have I been teaching today? There are some levels I wanted to go, but the way it is, if I go in there, it will become something. How do you cure your doubt? How do you cure your doubt? This year, I'm going to give you the same two keys. 
you will cure your doubt by feasting on the word of God over and over and over and over and over again. Joshua doubted that he could lead the people to the promised land. Because he has seen his boss, Moses, doing radical miracles. Then God met with Joshua in Joshua 1, verse number 8. And he told Joshua, Josh, Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then, at that moment, when you are doing that, that is thou shalt make thy way what? Prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. So making your way prosperous and having good success is not just the work of God. You thou shalt thou 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 say me 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 me. I can make my way prosperous if I will focus on the word and meditate on it more than the political news, more than the gossip. More than the pessimism somebody is telling me. Tell somebody, meditate on the word. Say the word, the word, the word, the word. Listen, I cannot cast doubt out of your system by laying hands. It's not possible. It's not one of those things. The thing must be dissolved. And for it to be dissolved, if it is sought, you have to add a, a solution. You know be so? That solution that would dissolve that sort of doubt is called the water of the word. It's the water of the word. It will be washing you, washing your unbelief, washing your carnality, washing your mind, you know, that is in tradition. As you are listening to the word, as is washing you, is washing you, is washing you, is washing you. That's how the doubt lives. Why would you be there and you are idle without a message playing in your space? Are you trying to be a porn star? What are you trying to be? You should be meditating on something from the word of God at all times. And sometimes the doubt can operate you unconsciously. And that's how some of you should sleep with the preaching on. So that the preaching will be programming you in your subconscious, unconsciously. <laughs> you will wake up and something is playing you. You don't know where you heard it to because you were asleep and your spirit was receiving it. You don't know, but you know that the thing, you know that you know it. I've heard it somewhere. Because when you are asleep, you are alive. 
Yes. But I want to know what the baby God have mercy. Brother, I'm preaching or I'm not. <laughs> Any member in this church who tells you that now the church is not powerful, cry when you come, Pastor is teaching and preaching, sir. Teaching and preaching, sir. Let me show you something. Moses is the first prophet God called to lead his people to the promised land, at least for that dispensation. And when God called Moses, he gave him a rod. That rod was for miracles, radical, aggressive signs and wonders. He said, with this rod, he just swallowed the snake, the rod of Egypt, turned water into blood, opened rescue, hit rock, things were happening. Raw miracles. A pastor that is operating with the rod is not likely to enter the promised land with you. All he has is the rod. You won't get there. When God was substituting Moses, he brought Joshua. Ordinarily, he would have passed on the rod to Joshua. Like the way many impartations and transfers were done. Elijah's mantle was given to Elisha. You see, it, like that, like blah, blah, blah. But he refused to give him the rod. He packed the rod into the ark and gave him a book. He said, Joshua, Moses, I radical raw miracles. Still went to her. To carry these people into the promised land, you need to be ten to. Ten to. Ten to Mark. Ten to John. Ten to Luke. Ten to Zephaniah. Ten to. Ten to. Ten to. Why? By miracles, Moses was carrying the people on his wings as a prophet. But when they got to where they got to where Joshua was the one to lead them, they were supposed to fight. And they had to be taught how to fight. Yes. And you don't teach people how to fight with a rod. Because it is not everyone who can use a rod. You didn't see it in the Bible. Elisha sent Gehazi with his rod to go and wake a dead boy. He failed. Same rod. Master came. Hey, be careful. All that they say, the church is dying because the prophet, the pastor is not prophesying again. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Hey, we will we, we use the rod and the book. But I'm telling you that for you to enter the promised land, this book of the law. This book of Jesus was teaching Luke 5 17 and the power of God was present to heal. There is a power that the word carries. I watch over my word to perform. The word became flesh. It is not prophecy that becomes flesh. It is the word that becomes flesh. (laughs) 
You want to enter the promised land? You need a changeover from rod to what? Book. To the book. The book. The book. And of course, Moses opened the Red Joshua, they gave him the book. His first major miracle, he opened the Jordan with the book. The book can make you do everything the rod has been able to do. Plus more. Joshua stopped the sun. Bible said, until this day, until this day, until this day, it's a legacy. It's a legacy project. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I'm preaching here. Am I saying something? There are some people here, they would have committed suicide if this church was just a prophetic church. Yes. One lady told me with her husband, he said, we were very suicidal when we came here. Very depressed. They met me, I was teaching something on faith. He said, that's, that's what started. The healing started from there. Sometimes you meet people who say, sir, oh, prof, I can't catch my pain. I'm a Bobby Brown Abba. And you see, you're making me preach a second sermon. You need the word to dissolve doubt. Because, let me tell you, if the rod is all you have, power, fire, burning bush, vengeance. Hey, why are you? Come here. If that's all you have. If that is all you have. People will be worse off than they were before you met them. Why do I say so? This is what Jesus said. People will come for deliverance. One demon is inside them. You will cast the demon out. And the demon will go. The person will be free for a season. And because all that the fire has done is to cast out the devil. The people don't know what to do again. They are just living their lives. Sometimes into old life, whatever. Then the demon after a season comes to inspect. Say, hey. Now we are ball across and say, I change time. I mean, me, me. now me know what they know. And yeah, now, no. I am coming. Give me just a minute. Then he goes and brings seven more, what? Wicked spirit than itself. Making how many? They come and what? Dwell. And look at what the Bible said. It said, the latter end of that man is worse than before. That means that. We would have done you a lot good if we had not delivered you in the first place. You would have kept that your one demon. And it will be taught, taught. This one that you are drinking a whole carton. It's because it's after the deliverance you are drinking a whole barrel. But the, the, the one that was there before, you just, just taught. Hey. And why is that so? Because when you cast out demons from people, it is not the power that sustains them. What sustains them is the word. You, they need to be taught how to sustain their deliverance. Are you here at all? You need to be taught the way of purity, taught the way of prayer, taught the way of that. But you can't, 
as for prophetic is acrobatics. Sorry. Christmas yes we are D. Chale, 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 chale. Shasa. <laughs> the prophecy is one thing. Tell somebody the prophecy is one thing. <laughs> and working it is another thing. Look at what Timothy said. He said that concerning the prophecies you have received, wage a good warfare. A good warfare is not a function of rod. It's a function of proper teaching that you don't pray with doubt and faith mixing the matter. You don't mix it. Are you here at all? The prophecy cannot teach you anything. That's why you're always looking for some aquanche where they give you red oil, they give you blue soap, and all that you are throwing stones, blah, 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 blah. After throwing all the materials away, what else? <laughs> A bit to be free, Wadao, but 12 midnight. about Wow, Chale. We are firing squad at Ajupa. Charlie, 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 we are beer pa. You are too much. Charlie, clap for yourself. You have been doing well. Hey, both you. I'm not saying they don't work. If the Holy Ghost is telling you, who am I? I'm talking about sustainability. So people don't know how to sustain their deliverance. So they, they, they get worse. They get worse. People who are taught well, they do well. People who are taught well, they what? Oh, they do well. So one of the things you would do to dispel your doubt about marriage, about business, about health, about blessings, all of that is to bury your head in that particular area where you see that you you are not functioning well. If your faith is weak, when you go on the podcast, there are tens of messages there on faith. You can listen up. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So a person who is not hearing is not building faith. No matter how many prayer meetings they are attending. You are building no faith praying. You build faith 
By hearing. By what? And a person of faith prays better than a person without faith. Grace in Christ even increases when your knowledge increases. In Christ. The anointing increases like that. Please, I want to submit to you that this church, the pastor has a podcast. And this message I'm preaching, it will be on the podcast. Every message I preach is on the podcast. It's free. You don't need to go to the sound man that give me the message. No. Win it. Win it. Wangana. Win it, Wangana. Who to me download the message when on the podcast at the Susanne Bossa? It's called podcast. It's called what? Podcast. Of course, if at this point in time you have a phone and you don't know how to access a podcast, it's also another sermon altogether. Praise the Lord. I see that God is raising his people. Come on now. I say, I see God is raising his people. Sometimes people will look at you and say that you are young. Why Why are you trying to become something? Look, age has never been a qualification for any important thing except in the village. That is the only villa where age is respected. You will go high in Jesus' name. Amen. That amen is not coming out at all. Hey. Hey. Any spirit of doubt that is in bed with you today. There is a divorce in Jesus' name. That amen is not coming out at all. What? Some people, something has been telling you will die. You will die. This year you will die. You will die. Oh, so today you will die. You die. You die. You die. You have come to believe it. So you are now doubting that you don't have long life. It's a lie. He has already satisfied you with long life. That's what the Bible said. God has satisfied 91. You have been satisfied with long life. You are not dying. David said, I shall not die. Who said you are dying? You can't die. You are not dying. Don't pay for a coffin. You are not dying. How do you say you are lying to yourself? It's like, it's like all the time. You want to go and watch something about breast cancer? You, you are just, you are there and you start doing tingling in your, you now you design lamb in your breast tingling. It's like, oh yeah, I have to Oh yeah, I have to Oh yeah, I have to Tighten the breast. Yeah. Charlie? Go to the hospital and screen. And when the, the nurses or the doctors, they tell you that your whatever is clean. Believe it. 
the rest, whilst your colleague, ladies in Japan, are thinking about manufacturing a motor, you are here de- designing cancer lamp for your breast. That's all you are thinking about. That's all you are thinking about. It's like the cancer is coming. It's like the cancer is coming. It's like one brother in this church. He has gone to the hospital and now the doctor has rejected him. He said there's nothing wrong with him. That his mind is telling him he's sick, but he's not sick. So now when he goes, he doesn't give him medicine. Sometimes he injects him with water. And he tells him, go. And he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. Yes. Look at somebody say, Edeba has some credit. Edeba has some credit. Panic attack. Panic attack. It's not a sickness. So somebody's state of mind. You heard that your friend that you used to drink alcohol with died. And you are born again now. But the fact that you used to drink together with him, if he is dead, there who is next? That you even used to drink more than him. And if he is gone there, and you are the next to die. That's how you are shaking, you are sick, you are you are dying, but there's nothing wrong with you. You are fine, cry. Throw it, throw that thing away from your mind. There are some ladies here because of their age, they think they will never marry. It's a doubt that you must look. Abraham was traveling with Sarah. Sarah, I mean, let's even assume he's the early days of their life, 75 when God called him. So Sarah would have been 65, isn't it? It's 10 years difference. At 65. Kings were still chasing Sarah. At 65. I don't think at the moment, I don't think we have anyone 65 here. In this service. I'm not saying mere men. You know, sometimes poor people, they can love anything. Forgive me. Yes, now. But when you have money, you have choice. I'm talking about kings were chasing old women when young women were there. Ha! Ha. You are 33, you say what? Like you, you say what? (laughs) I'm preaching your message tonight. Watching it. Come out for doubt. Out! Hey, you will marry, you have children, you will not die in labor. Some people will dream for you. He say it's not you. It cannot be you. What they saw it resembles whatever it resembles. It's not you. My life is hidden in Christ. Yes, you still go in the corner of Morocco, Shaklada, Cancel it. It's not me. It's not. Devil, dear, you must agree with him. 
There must two cannot work together except they agree. It's a spiritual principle. That's why he'll be showing you dreams, he'll be showing you pictures and all of that. Because he wants you to agree that you are about to die. Oh. Then you agree that it's like time is up. That's how now the death will start coming. But if you are rugged like me, you show me and say, I won't buy. He show me, I won't buy. He show me, I won't buy. He show me, I won't buy. You see that? Those people who don't buy the dreams, they keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Oh, keep walking. You will be fasting. They are eating and they are walking. I'm not buying. Some, some of you, you are impulse buyers. Even some Zamana men you be from Niger can meet you by the roadside with their long earring and say, Abuki, Abuki, and then you will buy it. Look at somebody say, Hey! God, what kind of members have you given me? Jesus Christ. I cast out doubt out of your life. Stay with the word. Do what? Stay with the word. Stay with the word. Pray. Thank God in this church, there's a mixture of everything by the special grace of God. Oh, pray. Because some people are not seeing that the thing is powerful God. Some things are not being sold here. Hey. Charlie, we have to stand up. Please, let's rise. Look at someone say, hey. And tell them, doubt out. Sister, the doubt must get out of that your spirit and your head. Quick. Quick. One sister broke your heart, so all women are witches. Yeah. I said, shut up, Dale. Shut up. Is your mother a witch? What do you mean? What do you mean? Look at this sister. She's very beautiful. Can a witch be as beautiful like this one? Every witch is ugly. I said when I was about to marry, one demon told me, if you marry, I'll kill you. You will die. I didn't tell any pastor. Well, if I told pastor, pastor may, may give me one advice like that from their head, not from the Holy Ghost. That's why I would have missed that wonderful gift of a woman I have there. By now, no, let me tell you. By now, you people would have had a, a, a pastor's wife, a woman of God. When he's coming to church, he has cane here. He has sword here. And he has a pistol by the side. So you are coming to see a fully armed with the full armor of God. You're Hey! Hey! What's
I say, no masaido. No masaido. What I want, I get. In Christ. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe. I, we have married, I have not died. One day I will die, but it's not that demon that is going to kill me. For real, the demon gave me two years. We are 13 years. Foolish demon. That's how people have followed foolish demons. They have lost their real thing. Let me tell you one secret. Anytime something very powerful is coming your way, devil will show you one film. Will show you what? That business you are going to do. If the money you go work, you see accident for the road. If you can't handle it, call me. I will even give you law fair. Go now. One time I was going to preach in Port Harcourt. Devil told me, You are not coming back from Accra. I defied him from Accra. I got to Lagos. Lagos, I got to the place. He said, This is where it will happen. <laughs> you, you have to dream before the devil can do show. Me, because I'm a prophet, it's a live match, live radio. This is where it will happen. Went into this plane. Rain started. The rain just took off. The plane took off. The rain started falling. Man, I've never seen turbulence like that before. One army general by my side, the man froze. I say, hey, if general has frozen, what will sergeant do? Kai, I was holding one book like that from Mars Moreau. I cross my leg. Let me read the book. The plane, the check, check, check. I like the comedy that happened. The one little girl like that was liking the see so up and down. She be doing chicka chicka. Is it that the people on board the flight they want to kill the child? <laughs> people, people are using the last energy to hold their lives down. The child, when the plane is going this way, the child is <laughs> I was enjoying the child for reading the book. People wanted to kill that child. <laughs> I'm trying to insult the mother. You know, hold your child, see, see what is happening here. See? <laughs> Listen, if a plane will fall, it will fall. You are there. Only God can stop the fall. You want to die before the fall? One lady I was traveling from Ghana to UK. She was pregnant by my side. She was doing... We got like 30 minutes before we landed. She started vomiting, having all this flight anxiety. She, She was... Vomited, they brought one blanket. She vomited, vomited, vomited. She was losing her breath. She said, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. Hey. The air hostess, they came, they did whatever. They said, I'm dying, I'm dying. And the lady was going. I was by the side. I tapped the lady, I said, Sister, <laughs> cool down. You are not dying. I cannot be here. You are dying. She said, I'm dying, I'm dying. <clears throat> I don't like playing. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. They say I should not fly again. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. This is my last time. I said, No, I cannot be here. You die. 
She asked me, who are you? I said, I'm telling you, I cannot be here and you will die. Just let it enter your head. She said, I started talking to her. The hostess herself shocked. She was coming and said, stay there. You are here, I'm here. What is it? We are here. We talk. Oh, she forgot that she was the one in the anxiety. <laughs> when we got down, I saw she was pregnant. I was helping her with her bags. But he asked me, who are you? I said, I'm a pastor. He said, hey. <laughs> Tell someone, I'm not dying. I'm not going down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, doubt. Out. Hey, that business, you better start it too. You have prayed for too long. Start that thing. Start it. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus 24-7.